there anything better than your local hometown Chinese food? Because that's what I got for dinner. And woo, was it good? Sorry, continue. Is that in? I think I might just be the star of the episode. I was just, I just had it and it tasted so good. Sesame chicken and fried rice with an egg roll. Welcome back to the Compound Podcast. This is the big episode 150, 150 episodes of the Compound Podcast. As always, we are presented by Harse Rum. My favorite rum, your favorite rum. I punched out last night. Got a little swing happy. Okay. I was like, I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit, I don't care where you throw it, I'm going to hit it. Guy threw me a curveball, not a strike. I was swinging. As I'm walking back to the dugout, I get a, hey, Ian, Rice Parse. It's like, fuck. Please tell me. Not, it was not in the right headspace. Yell rum. Um, my girlfriend was sitting in the stands the other day, and I guess was talking to somebody, and my name came up, and the person turned around and said, like, wait, did you just say ZS59? Is that who you're talking about? He's like, I am a huge compound fan. Like, I think he's from Texas or something. Um, oh, yeah. I thought he, I thought you said the guy said you were from Texas. I was no, like, I'm not. All right. Texas, so he's not no. that big of a fan then. He was like, oh, you know, I'm talking about everything. Like, oh, you know, living with Scotty, you know, like we love to listen every week. I think it's him and his son or something. It's pretty funny. You made your bracket name ZS592. That was pretty cool. Did I? Yeah. So we're going to go shout out to that guy because he's going to be listening to this episode. Yep. So thanks for supporting. We appreciate you. And if you're a whiskey drinker, Parse is the rum for whiskey drinkers. Premium dry style flavor profile that you're going to love. Dakota, do you have anything to say about Parse being for whiskey drinkers? Uh, I love it. I literally, you could tell me it was whiskey and I'd believe you. And people always forget. For every bottle, you're planting a tree. So, I mean, if you like the earth, if you enjoy living, I'd probably go buy a bottle because you're saving the planet. Stop by your local Benny's Total Wine. Uh, and if they don't have it in stock, ask them to bring it in. And Parse will oblige. Ian, real quick, is your hair kind of a little cattywampus right now? Like, are you a little... Whoa. My hair's is getting... It... You know, my hair's getting a lot of control, if we're going to be it, honest. It just looks a little long. Like, it needs a little tighten up almost, you know? Yeah. I just got cut up for the first time since before spring training. Well, we don't need to get into your haircuts again. And this is the first know, time. This is like two and a half. It was like two months. Who, who cut it? A teammate? Did you trust your teammate again? Didn't. Went to a professional? I have I have a person I've uh, in Chicago that I like that cuts my hair. And uh, I got it cut before I went back to Austin. So I'm going on maybe a month and a half or more. And that's, uh, yeah, that's not that bad. It's getting, it's getting a lot of control. Spring's now hard, I like dude. I need, now I feel like I need to put a hat on. I've just I've just never been, uh, like, I don't care who cuts my hair. I literally will just look up on my phone. I'm like, where's the nearest place? Cut it. If they mess up, you know what I'll do? I'll just shave it all off. Whatever. That's an I, insane approach, Dakota. That's, that's literally crazy. what I do. I'm like, if they mess it up too bad, you know what? Let's just shave it down. I don't. So it is what it is. I'm, I'm not that. It's not like I'm this smoke show of a guy. If I was this man rocket, I'd take better care of myself, but I don't care. I'm very average looking. I'm a face for radio. Everyone says it. We know it. It is what it is. Not a phrase. 
Man Rocket. I would like that clip. I would like Man Rocket clipped from the episode. Man Rocket is, I don't know if Trevor Plouffe said or said it, but that just sounds like a term he would use. Yeah, I agree. It is because, you know, good looking guy. He's a good looking guy. He probably calls himself a man rocket. Look at this. He's just catching, not even strays. That's not a stray. It's a compliment. I I said, no, I said the opposite. The opposite of strays. Yeah. I was like, I just said he's a good looking guy. Look at him. Just fluffing him. Impressive. Yeah. Fluff. That's a coworker. That's our coworker. That's our coworker. Uh, Is there anything specific that you guys want to get into about spring training before we touch on WBC? I was ready to start with WBC, but yeah, let's go spring okay, training. Uh, go Ian, hit his, Ian, Ian hit his first home run. Nope, we're going spring training. The boss said it. That's what we're doing. Ian hit his first home run. I did. I did do that. Uh, I'm checking. I'm checking the boxes. Checking all the boxes. I got a couple stolen bases. We got a double. Got a homer now. Played the first night game yesterday. Even. Look at them. Double bags. Yeah. Because the bases are bigger, Zach. That's why. I know. I have yet it's- to check. I have yet to check that bag or that box. You're you a power guy. It. It's, it's it hard to steal a base when you're just rounding them all every time you hit the ball. Yeah. When you, you just got to check everything before you leave. Okay. There's no rush. But I checked off first night game last night. I checked off first ball directly and the lights hit to me. Uh, so we're just trying to check them all off. Hey, so, I, I want did. you to check off real quick. You got to check off an error. You might just have to let hey, one come get on, off come the on, call. Come on, come on, come on, come on. We don't need that talk. We don't need get that talk. Out of the good way. point. No, it's a good point. out of the way. No. I almost had that last spring. No, it's can't right happen. off the palm. Oops. No, 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 no. I was playing. I started in left yesterday, and I almost had a sunball. I, oof, oof. I was like at the tip, like the absolute edge of the sun, and I was just caught it with like two hands. There's nothing like, worse than that. Like I only know, obviously, from shagging. I don't play the outfield, but there's nothing worse than a sunball because you're like, what, like where? Can't do like, anything about do it. Do you can't do anything? I I don't wear sunglasses either, so it's like a double whammy. But even then, even if Why you got sunglasses, you sunglasses? You stare straight. I don't like it. it. I don't. I don't like it. So I'm not, I don't wear them in the infield because the depth perception gets messed up. And then I'm not. It's just hard you. to adjust, bro. It's hard. If you're gonna play the, if you're gonna play the outfield, you need to have a pair of shades and you need yeah. to figure it out because yeah. the last thing that you need is to go out there without sunglasses on, get a ball in the sun, like. This. But like I've seen, oh. I've seen guys then, get. Come on, dude! I've seen guys. Get sunballed with two glasses on still. Yeah, but I feel like it's always worse. Yes, worse. but at least there's, yeah. yeah, at least when you get sunballed with sunglasses on, you did everything you could. Because if you yes. didn't have them on, you then everyone's like, why isn't he wearing glasses? What is he doing? Exactly. I was going to say, that's the fan. Am I going to have to have to get a pair of sunglasses yeah. right now? I'd recommend it. Text the agent. Damn. See if the Oakley guy's coming through anytime soon. I missed the Oakley guy the other day. It was toughy. Zach, I'm. I'm 99% sure I know the answer to this. So if I am wrong, I'm sorry. You're still in camp, right? Yeah, brother. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was just making sure. Because I just saw on Twitter the other day, like, Tiger sent some guys down. And I was like, I'm pretty sure Zach's still there. Not me. All right, in camp. Let off yesterday. Played left. Let's go. Lead off. Come on, son. Left, though. That's a little waste of a cannon of an arm. Stick that guy in right. <laughs> hey, come on now. Left fielders have good arms. A lot Wouldn't- of assists, second base. Ian, that's a question. Wouldn't you say it's almost easier to play center than a corner? Because in center, it's any ball you can get to is your ball. There's no, like, getting called off. It's like you go to anything you can get. Would you say it's easier or harder? Like, what? which one do you think is the best? Center field is 
more challenging just because there's more action. Yeah, you have I just more ground like to cover. Yeah, and there's more action, and you need. There's a reason why your best outfielder plays center field, or like your most most the guy range. With the most range or whatever. Yeah, the most true outfielder. I just like it in the sense that you have like free reign. Like it's like your outfield basically. So like you don't have to worry about getting called off or anything. I love uh, that you just threw the hat on after I commented about your hair. That is yep. incredible. Yep. yep. <laughs> That's on now. The corners are different and they're more challenging in their own way. Like they're more challenging because of how much tail is on the ball. And, you know, that's what I was going to say. The reads are have, easier in have, center for sure. Right. Yes. And you have more walls to deal with. But center field, center field is the more demanding and challenging position. That's just that's just factual. I just feel like, like you said, off the bat, it's easier to see. Is it tailing? Is it hooking? Like in the corners, it's like you never know. Like you got to like obviously you know if it's a lefty or righty at the plate, so what it's likely going to do. But you can get like some weird spin on ones in the corners. I feel like. Yeah, for sure. And I think I think center field, you just have you have less help. Like I think as a corner guy, like you. Yeah, get but you help. have two guy. You have a guy to each side, though, right? Isn't that more help? Yeah, but like, generally, the guys to each side, like at least one of them is probably not a great defender. Yeah, that's true. Right? Like, yeah, if if you have three, if you have three guys out there that are center fielders, like, yeah, well, then you know it's going to be a really, really good outfield. But if you have, you know, your center fielder is protecting one of the other two or both then you have less help. And then on the balls in front of you in center, like I think there's just more swinging, like full swing kind of misses to center. And so like that read, making that read in is more challenging. And you don't have the two middle infielders are trying to catch that ball, but the break isn't usually as good. Like as the corner guy, I have the center fielder helping me uh, in that gap usually, depending on the hitter, depending on how we've discussed. But I have the center fielder helping me a hair, and then I have on like, especially the lefty bloops, like the lefty bloop hits, like sometimes I'll have the shortstop helping me with that. If it's a righty that pops one up, I'll have the shortstop helping me with that ball. So like, I don't know. I just feel like as a corner guy, you get a little bit more assistance sometimes. Um, balls can be funkier and you just don't have as much ground to cover. That's all. I mean, I'd say it's not as easy also as people think to just like, switch what outfield position you're in you know like when you like most people think like oh if he's in center he can play right or left like it's easy it's like no like the reads are different and like you need to kind of have different guys you need to worry about like you said with second base and shortstop and all that and it's not as easy to go from one corner to the other corner as Mm -hmm. you think like there's a reason why jason hayward's played right field his entire career and like nobody's been like, hey, Jay, hey, think about going to left. It's not just because he has a rocket launcher of an arm. It's because like he's really, really good at playing right field. And yeah, like if you ask someone who's really, really proficient in one corner to go to the other, it's going to take a large, uh, not a long time, but it'll take some time to adjust to having to play the exact opposite position. Like I feel really comfortable as a left fielder for left-handed hitters that tail the ball away from me to the line. Like I feel really, really comfortable making those plays now, but yeah, I've been doing it for a little while exclusively now where I think if I went to right field and the righties were hitting balls that were tailing to like, I would, it would take me some time to get comfortable for how to make that play and like how the read changes in that side of the field. You got to tell Rossi to throw you in, right? Just so we can get you a gold glove in two different positions next year. And then next year you're in center. Let's get all three. Yeah. And then you know what? 
let's get you back on the infield. Let's get you a two bag. Hey, I got, I got Zach. You would love this. I need to send you a picture. I got um, Rawlings to make my infield glove with the gold patch. Oh God, it's so good. It is very pretty. That's you still awesome. have an infield glove. I do. I just take it out for like BP emergency season. No, emergency. not really. Not really, because if they were like, hey, go play second, I'd be like, ah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I think uh, this guy on the bench over here could probably do it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. But I don't know. I, I, sometimes I wonder if I went back in there how long it would take for me to be like serviceable again. But I'd like to take it out there and play uh, play catch and, and use it for BP. So we'll get that one broken in once the other one's ready, once the game is ready. Oh, yeah. I got a new one in spring. Like just a regular new infielding glove, and I haven't used it yet. I have I felt pretty good with mine so far, and I don't want to touch. I don't even want to look at another glove because you know sometimes when you touch a glove, you put your hand in it, and you go back to yours. You're just like, wait, what the fuck is this? It's like Excalibur. You put you you get it. You put your hand. You're like, oh yeah, that's nice. Uh, yeah. Nico oh. just recently did that where he he took the new one out and said, "This isn't ready yet, but I'm going to go play games with it." Yeah, I love that. I saw a tweet about Nico that uh, our friends at Obvious Shirts, I think, quote tweeted and said, like, people forget that both Aaron Judge and Nico Horner had double-digit home runs last year. It's true. It's a fact. Good point. 20 bags, 10 homers. Nico is the man. And he's has he been raking all spring? I haven't really followed much. I just saw that homer the other day. He's been swinging. As, like, would you expect anything else? No, not at all. If I told you he was hitting, like, 330 – you know, 350 in spring training with like some backside doubles, full side pump, playing great second base. Would you be like, yep, that sounds. I'd be like, yeah, it probably checks out. It yep. sounds right. Check, checks out. Yeah. I would. That's, that's just who he is. Um, so do you want to talk about WBC? Oh, I yeah. Mean, Who's it presented those- by? Those Latin games and overseas games are just absolutely incredible. Remember when Tom said he hated the WBC? Well, first, Ian, who's the WBC talk presented by? Because we got w- we got some sponsors we got to get to, you know. The WBC to- WBC is officially presented by SeatGeek. Ooh, perfect! Baseball's back, and to celebrate, SeatGeek is giving a special offer to our baseball fans. No, just our fans, not baseball fans, all fans. Okay, not just baseball. Use code JOHNBOYPRESEASON, 15% off your order, whether you're a first-time buyer or not. SeatGeek is a ticketing app that makes buying tickets super simple. JOHNBOYPRESEASON to get $15 off, just 15% off your next order, first-time buyer or not. JOHNBOYPRESEASON, 15% off. SeatGeek. I'm going to the Ranger game tomorrow. Guess what I used? SeatGeek. SeatGeek? Oh, Boy, Tom, you know, did I didn't know about the code. code I wish oh. I didn't. I didn't know the code. I'm mad at the sales team. I'm gonna have. A, I'm gonna. You got to get that 15 reimbursed. Yeah. This is what you do. That's you go on up. SeatGeek. You resell your ticket through SeatGeek. Do they resell tickets? Sure. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to the WBC that Tom <laughs> wouldn't buy tickets for. What yep. do you got on WBC? Zach, you were saying about the crowds over in like Japan and that. So sick, dude. Like. I know it's just way like it's just played differently over there and like in my where they are in Miami right now too. But like watching DR, Venezuela, Puerto well, that, Rico, that whole that, that was in Miami. Whole, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That whole pool is insane, bro. Like 
whenever they're playing against each and like they forgot about Venezuela. Like everybody was talking about, oh my God, this Dominican lineup. And like you look at Venezuela's lineup, you're like, Jesus, you know, like everybody good players. Remember, remember Zach, I texted in our group text. I go, the announcers were like, if somehow Venezuela wins this game, I'm like, look at their lineup. Like, what do you mean somehow? I'm like, this is a great team. Like, this is not like some rollover team that's going to just get smoked by Dominican and Puerto Rico. I think they beat them both. I agree. And it's, it's fun to watch because, you know, you can, I, I'll turn on, like, if the Cubs are on, like, just in the background, like, if you guys are still in the game, I'll turn it on. But, like, these games with the intensity and, like, the – I don't know what other word. It's just – it's so, like, meaningful, it feels like, even though it's – I mean, it's not a a MLB game. But these guys are going all out for it. Like, they're trying to fight their team, saying, like, hey, take all the restrictions off me. I'm ready to do it right now. It's like, Jesus – can I ask? Can I ask a couple questions, GS? Of course. Do you think we need Major League Baseball needs to play more games in Latin America? Absolutely, it's electric. I mean, look at Miami when like Dominican Dominicans playing in Puerto Rico right now. I don't have the sound on, but I can only imagine that it is an absolute electric factory. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing that. For those games in Miami, they get that much draw and that much. I know it's the best players from those countries, but like Miami doesn't get that kind of draw for the Marlins. So what is it that makes, is it because it's all the great players? Is it because it's a limited number of games? Is it because they're playing for the country and they're, you know, the fans are supporting the country. It's a combination of all that stuff, but like what makes those games pure sellouts. And then, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Miami, you might only get 10,000 people a game. I think it's just like the passion of it. Like, and it's such a small window. They can only play three games there. So it's like, you know, it's like football, like football only plays once a week. Like they're going to go crazy for those games. Baseball, you play 162. All right, we're not going to go to the Tuesday game. We'll go to the Thursday game instead. Like, it just spread out. Well, and I think in Miami, they have a lot of Latin Americans live there. So I think when, like, Venezuela and Dominican and Puerto Rico are playing, there's a lot of people that that's their home country, and they're pumped to, like, go support their country playing. Right. I mean, it's it's once every four years, too. I mean, it's high in demand. You think about three games every four years, and as Dakota said, like, if you're a, a person of Dominican descent living in Miami and you like baseball, why, I mean, that that's like, why wouldn't you go, you know? And those countries like Dominican, Venezuela, Puerto Rico, like I, they play like soccer and stuff, but like I, they don't really have other sports. So it's like baseball True. is their sport. Like in America, I'd say probably football is the top and baseball and basketball are like second probably. But in those countries, it's like, this is our sport. Like baseball is what we do. Yeah. Yeah, it would be really cool, I think, for our sport to, you know, you see the Winter League games and you see how much people care and go to those and watch those. It would be really cool for our sport at a major league level to have people, you know, from those countries care as much about the Major League Baseball regular season, you know, as you're never going to get as much passion, but, you know, the it's amazing just to see how crazy these games are and you know maybe we need to play some more games in puerto rico and the dr and um because the puerto ricos when they went down they played one game or two games down there when cleveland went down two, two? i want to say i want to say it was two yeah the puerto, so. puerto rico series or whatever yeah. yeah i mean those are that was really cool and maybe we should be 
doing a little bit more of that. And then did you guys see in Japan when Otani hit the homer and all oh. the fans passed the ball around? Bro, dude. How about they said <laughs> Otani has like doubled his Instagram followers since the WBC started? Like which the guy is crazy. It's is- crazy because wasn't everyone in Japan already following? Like that's there- right. It's crazy. He and did you see the uh the picture of the Tokyo Dome? I think that's where they were. Um he hit he's hitting homers. And then on the back of the wall, there's just like huge pictures of Otani. Like he's just smashing homers, just hitting homers, dude, at one fifteen or whatever it was. Like what? I yeah, I couldn't really figure out how. Hit, I mean, he's obviously super super famous and already had a bunch of followers. I didn't. I, I I'm not really sure how his follower count doubled. Like, is it people from the U.S. following? Is it people from I think it's different yeah, countries? Right? I but don't know. Did you see Lars Newtbar? Yeah, sick. So he, like. Five X'd his Instagram following, but yep. like he's just introduced himself to the entire country of Japan, like is having so much fun with it. So sick. It's yeah. sick to see countries really like cool. that like welcome him with open arms too. Cause you know what I mean? Like with the WBC, it's like, all right, like Lars Newbar, like he isn't from Japan, like no way, right? And then like to see guys that aren't from, you know, born and raised in that country, and then like the country to just like welcome him in and be like, We're pumped to have you on our team. Like, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, so dope, and they love him. Like, oh, yeah. love, love him. St. Louis loves him too. Yeah, Saint, every I think time they have come, a they have a good like core over there. I guess you could call it. Every time he comes up in St. Louis and gets a hit, the whole all of Bush Stadium goes new. That's awesome. pretty cool, and they were doing it like really early, like really quick after he came up. I'll uh, tell you. I'll tell you my highlight people. from the WBC so far. Is our guy, close yeah. personal friend, Jared yep. Young, going deep against USA. It was, it was at a time we were already up 9 nothing. So I was like, I can support him. Like, I'm not against USA. Like, we're fine. Yep. Off Lance Lynn. Well, I think it was at a – I think it was like a sinker, and it was like a little down and in. It was like and a I was cutter. Like, Come cutter. On. cutter. I was like, you're giving him a cookie there. Have you guys been talking to our friend JY? Um, Not since it started. I haven't texted him. I texted him like in the – early when they were like in exhibition games against you guys but i i bet he's absolutely loving it yeah dude ian did you he's feel he's good in the formal every day did you feel like you own the country of canada now that the cubs have beaten canada yeah that's what it feels like yeah that's pretty much what it felt like it was it was uh it was nice to have bo- both anthems that day it's always it's always fun when you get both anthems we did we faced the 19 year old kid that faced the U.S. team. I felt so uh, bad for him. I felt so bad for him. That is a tough lineup to get. Imagine to. you're 19 years old, what, freshman in college, and they're like, hey, man, you're going to go face the best the MLB has to offer. Like, that's American. The best Americans have to offer. Good luck. It's literally t- Team USA. It's yeah. like, here, go get them. Go get them, man. Have some fun. That, uh, that's a lot to ask. It was uh, sick, though, to but see. What a cool experience. Yeah. Like, they had a mound visit. I think he, like, it was, like, base hit, whatever, walk. And then they had a mound visit. And, like, you got Freddie Freeman at first base telling you, like, hey, man, we're behind you. Like, that's got to feel pretty cool. Yeah. Really cool. And, yeah, I'm sure that's a moment that he'll be able to, like, grow and learn from. And Oh, yeah. Use, He's 19. Uh, Probably really tough in that moment to like put it in perspective and be like, I'm 19 years old and I'm facing like Betts, Trout, everybody. 
Did you guys see the 21 year old from Nicaragua against the Dominicans struck out Soto Machado? Julio Rodriguez. Julio Rodriguez. And then within an hour, the go tags said, you know what? We'll take you. We'd love to have you as part of the. Yes, I did see that. I I wasn't thinking about that going in WBC. I wasn't like, hey, some guys could like get some jobs here. But like really cool to just like, I'm going to go play for my country. And then before you know it, you have a job. He threw some change ups to them that I was like, that's nasty, bro. It was disgusting. Well, Zach, you said there's a guy on. What was it Israel that was like sitting a hundred? Yeah, bro. I forgot the guy's name. He was literally sitting ninety nine. I think he was like nineteen or twenty. He was like super young, wasn't Stop. he? I I swear he was like super young. I could be wrong. Sorry, I was gonna say what makes the WBC cool is that Israel also has uh, a forty two year old who <laughs> works for a city winery as their like head of events <laughs> who pitch who pitches for them who throws. I think his name is Shlo- Shlomo. I believe that's his name, and he throws seventy eight miles an hour, oh, and he's gonna announce in the WBC. So, I mean, you ha- it's really cool that you can have both experiences. Like, Otani's got struck out by a guy from Czech Republic who's throwing 79 miles an hour. Yes. And then asked for his jersey afterwards. So, it's really cool you can have both the opportunity for these guys to earn jobs and then also the just opportunity to have, like, a. I mean, imagine if you're a guy from the Czech Republic, you're an electrician, and now you're playing in the Tokyo Dome in front of a sold-out crowd against Otani? Like, that's, Zach, that's insane. Zach, that's does it, it sound cool. to you like Tom is coming around on the WBC a little I mean, bit? We have, never we have the, Sounds bro, to me. We have the receipts. We do Tom have the receipts. coming around. I, the, the, I was, my words were misconstrued. I was never out on it. Eh, I don't know. Tom, you were like, been, you were like been, eh, I don't know. <laughs> have on. you been tuned into the WBC or do you watch the highlights? What's your... I've been watching. It was tough when the games were in Japan and Tokyo and Japan and Taiwan because we were also filming Blitzball Battle Three last week, and those were seven a.m. call times. So yeah, was tough to was tough to see all those. But we also had Peter Moylan there, who pitched for Team Australia in, in multiple WBCs, and he was obviously he's very connected with. I think he said nine of the players on the Australian team played for his Australian team that he managed this year, and so that was really cool to have like and a little bit of an insight. Nikki Cass was at the tournament. He uh, FaceTimed with one of the team Italy players after they won. That was fun. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. So there was some really cool stuff. I mean, like getting to be just around baseball people who have experience in it. It definitely, you appreciate it a little bit more after I think you talk to someone like Peter who played in the 2006 one. Why is he, why is he not coaching on that staff? Is he too busy working? I, you know, he's doing Blitzball Battle 3. I mean, WBC, Blitzball Battle 3. Is he doing stuff for Atlanta too? He is. He's he, he's on their uh, pre and post, and he does some game stuff too. He, he's yeah, great. Yeah. I too think what's work. sick to see is like the USA games. Like Tom said, I didn't see too much of the ones over in Japan and Taiwan just because the time the game times were so early. But like USA, their first game, Nolan Arenado hits a ground ball, busting his ass down the line, beats it out. Like to see these guys hustling, like guys hit one in the gap, they're sprinting for third. Like, it's insane to see how much effort they're giving. Because, you know, it's like, for them, it's like, well, I don't really want to go blow out my hamstring trying to stretch a double into a triple in the World Baseball Classic. But they've all, like, bought in and are just going balls to the wall. Every Did play. you see – did you guys – I don't know if we talked about it. Um, it was, like, one of their exhi- exhibition games, and um, DeRosa was going to take out Alonzo. And he's like, all right, we're going to take you out here. Like, get somebody else in AB. He's like, no, you're not. He was like, yeah, yeah, dude, it's all good. This guy's throwing 100. He has no idea where it's going. He's like, no, I'm going to stay in. If I'm going to wear this jersey, I'm going to play. Yeah, it's sick. It's wild. 
Could you imagine if you could you imagine if you would have got like toasted in the hand though? Yeah. Stop, bro. Come on, don't put that out. What would have been a little bit of a different story. But that's what it, but that's the thing. Like it's for the country, you know what I mean? Like it, you dream. I feel like as a kid, like the MLB is obviously insane, but like to play for your country, that's like something completely different, especially for like the smaller countries like Venezuela and like countries like that. It's like that's your that's as good as it gets. Like that's the very peak is playing for your country. Yeah. Can I ask a question about the Team USA lineup? How did it, they is, lose? it is illegal, yes. How did they lose? Can you imagine being D-Row and having to, like... D-Row? Dis- is like, that your boy, D-Row? Yeah, we're boys. Played golf together before, we're boys. Yeah, boys. Didn't put didn't put me on the team, but we're boys. Can, ah, so yeah. there's a little bit of beef there. Can, like, if you... You have to get... Guy, like, you, you're trying to win. We're, we're all trying to win here. You also have some responsibility, I'm sure, to get guys at bats in some capacity. Mm. But, like, how do you make that lineup every day? Like, Mookie and Trout are in there, and then, like, then you're... Arenado's pretty safely in there, too, but yes. Yeah, and then you're, like, trying to make decisions after that. You're like, oh, well, sure, played yesterday. Should we play the other guy? Or, well, Pete Lonzo hasn't played yet. Might have to play Pete today. It's like, gee, like, how do you make those that Will Smith and, and Romuto? Like, how are you making those choices? I think what helps is that they have not like a small roster, but I want to say it's like similar to like an MLB one. Like, it's not like they have like nine guys on the bench. It's like you only have four or five. So that helps a little bit to be like, like they wrote, like Tim Anderson didn't start the first game. I think he played the last two. Like he's kind of, and the thing is, look at Team USA, like, you're sitting Tim Anderson on the bench game one. Like, it's pretty easy to be like, all right, like, we should probably put him in the lineup. Bro, he's too. playing second, too. Yeah, it's insane. Crazy. Who's I'm the other, who's the other second? Know. Oh, Jeff McNeil's the other second baseman? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure Trey Turner could play second if you needed him to. Trey Turner could play center. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> it's a whole – it's – that whole lineup is just hilarious. Well, that was the funniest part. Game one, they're like, yeah, Pete Alonzo didn't get the start. I'm like, Pete Alonzo is on the bench? Like, that's not fair. <laughs> And then, well, Schwarber hit that big homer the next day. It's like, hey, man, we got to sit I'd, you. <laughs> I'd play him. Throw to lefty. We got to sit you. <laughs> that was sick to see Schwarber's homer, though. Yeah. Did you see just, the tweet going around that he is basically homered in every single big game ever? I did see that. Yeah. It's like, pretty uh, incredible. Yeah. Like, what, dude? Friend of the pod. What else is new? Weird. Yeah. He, he that guy just, I want to talk about this. This was on my list of things. He's the definition of clutch, man. Oh, like yeah. he just he, he loves the big moment. He lives for it. He has homered in all of these games now. And honestly, like he's played in uh, you know quite a few postseasons, but like he didn't really play in the 16 postseason until the World Series, right? Yep. You know, he played in the 15 postseason. He got a nice run at it. 17 postseason played a while, but he wasn't really like in there every day, every day in 17 with like, we were kind of bouncing everybody around. 18 was one game for us. 19, 20. And then, you know, he gets this nice run the last couple of years, but like, he's just. Tom, who's that? Zach. Zach? 
Jack, you watching videos on your phone while I'm trying to fluff? Dude, watch, he's watching hitting videos. He's watching hitting. I'm videos. not. I pressed <laughs> the wrong button. Relax. What's going on? I'm trying to say how good Schwarber is. No, but, but back- he's only he only had one. He only had one like AL postseason two, and he's got like an ALCS and a. It's just. But even in like the last World Series, he's finding himself hitting huge homers. It's just, it's just every amazing. time a moment is up, he's up, and he has going to be a homer. He just has the perfect personality for it because we know him like pretty well. He's just he's such a fun guy to be around like i feel like he's the perfect guy to have in the clubhouse and he also has just a little bit of crazy in him like we've seen him get ejected and just kind of go nuts like he's just the perfect guy for those moments where he's just out there like having fun a little bit of football player in him he does he's got a little psycho in there where he can turn it if he needs to which like i just i think that juices him up for the big game it's like you know you play football and you get juiced up for that one moment and that's supposed to he's just getting juiced up for that moment every time and he comes through. It's uh, pretty cool to see that tweet and all the, all the stuff. Um, he also has. He has such a. I just that was a video I was watching. He has such a sick finish too, where it's like holds it. He can do whatever. He can kind of drop it. He can walk. He can flip it. It's just every time he has a sick finish, holding it, and just like wow, that was fucking crushed. The yeah, the bent knee hold is a yes, pretty good one. Like I, falling over, like. I will tell you, I don't have that in my bag of tricks. The bent knee, bent front knee hold. Yeah, the but finish. you have the one. You have the one hand finish. Yeah, yeah, but I don't have. I don't have that one. I don't know the if bent, you got when he when he goes either, down and bends the front knee and then can just stand there watching. It's just like wow. I'll never have that, but did that's you, okay. Did you? Uh, did you guys see Trout say that he? Uh, it was like the most fun he's had playing in a long time. I did oh, see that. I believe it. Does that ruffle some feathers out in LA or what? I mean, I did not see... ruffle some feathers. Is that throwing some jabs? I saw something too mean to say, but they said like this is Trout's like version of the postseason since he never plays in it. I was like, all right, let's just take it easy. All it's right. Too far. Guys playing for our country. But that's but what I was... mean. That's why I think he's having so much fun because Ian, you've played in postseasons like I feel like this probably feels like the postseason to them. Like it's just electric. It's just different than playing a regular game. Well, I mean, yeah, the crowd, like the sold out crowd, just oh, all of that. And to see he tweeted, I don't think Trout tweets all that much. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I really don't think he does. He might. I'm looking now to see if he does. It doesn't feel like he really does. Real quick, but, Johnny Cueto just made Porter or, uh, Dominican looks silly. Is it on Puerto now? Rico? Yeah, he just uh, went one, two, three in the first paint strike three on MJ Melendez. He's so fun to watch when he's he, he's doing his little like teeters and quick. It is electric. But my point was, Trout tweeted what a feeling for that uh, home run he hit with USA the other day, and uh, it was cool to see him like tweet about it and that he's like super into it, like. It was a homer in a blowout game, too. Could you imagine what a homer is going to feel like when they advance? Ugh. They need to advance. Yeah, I think they're in pretty good shape. I think they play they tonight, to tonight. I will, I will be, be asleep. They have to win, though, or they don't move on. It's 10 o'clock, sure. right? Yeah. Is it yeah. uh, Columbia? Columbia at 10. Yeah, Tom, you're gonna watch or you're going to watch or you're going to say you're not going to watch and then have all the details? <laughs> 10 o'clock's late. We're editing Blitzball, but I, I'm going to try. I'm going to try my hardest. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, what I'm excited about is Manscaped. 
Just got my package. Ooh, you Ooh. just got it. Nice little package. nose trim. Nice little trimmer. Come on. Our you friends you at Manscaped there? have the best tools for some spring cleaning. This year, Manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation, that beautiful face with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Get 20% off plus free shipping using code COMPOUND. It's Dakota's favorite way to uh, take care of his face. I love it. I think it is a fantastic product. Of the 20 hair cutting lengths, which one do you use? Um, I honestly have been going just no guard and just kind of trimming. I haven't trimmed my beard in a while because the first time I did, I went a little too low. So it takes some adjustment period to find that right length. So we would recommend to people that you would start with the higher setting than you think, and you okay. can always go down. But if you're like Dakota and you just shave it all off, it's going to be hard to make an adjustment after that. It's true because you know what? You, you can't really do anything once the hair is gone. But- Pro kit also comes with a uh, beard shampoo and conditioner. Manscaped is beard oil and cap it off with beard balm. 20% off free shipping code compound at manscaped.com. Season's kind of sneaking up. That sneaking it is. Up, sneaking up on you, Zach? Yes and no. It's like. I don't know. I've kind of just been tunnel. It sounds cliche, but like kind of like tunnel vision and day by day that I don't even know. I I never know what day of the week it is. Boys locked in day by day, brick Come by on. brick, brick by brick. That's trying, right. Man. Trying. That's who that guy is. Trying brick by brick. I had a little bit of a last week. I had a little bit of like, oh, we're in the middle of this thing and I'm just taking my bats, you know, doing the thing. And then I kind of looked up and was like, oh, we're going to I gotta get my life together. We're leaving kind of soon. <laughs> How about we played we played a game in the trop the other day against the Rays. First time there. Pretty interesting place. Oh, God. How many yeah, people were there? But low key, listen, hear me out. Word. Hear me out. What'd you say, Tom? I said interesting is a kind word. <laughs> no, dude, it's 70 degrees. We missed out on rain. It's in the middle of a hot and humid spring. I'm good there. The turf, you know what kind of elements you're getting in there. You're not getting a wet ball. You're not getting a sun ball. You might get a roof ball. But roof think, ball. There's roof balls there. You can't see shit. Could what you about see? a catwalk ball? You got a catwalk. I'm not gonna lie. Take even taking ground balls. Like I was kind of like, I'm having a little trouble like picking out my hops right now. It's just a little weird. Do you get any? But you're sitting thing? here saying how perfect this place is, and then you're telling me you can't even read a ground hey, ball. I'm kind kind of down for this place, dude. Have you ever heard of sunglasses is? before? What what could you see? Did you get any hits? Lined out when I had a walk. Should have had two walks. No one I saw, so you saw the ball okay at the dish? I did. Because when I remember playing there in uh, 17 and facing Chris Archer and just feeling like I couldn't see so anything. They said it is notorious for having a high mound there. Oh, yeah. He felt like, like he was standing because it was like you you have him and then you have the trop has this weird like kind of like domey center thing and so it felt like his head was touching the ceiling and then he was throwing and i just felt i i felt like a i you know when you have a dream and you feel like you're kind of ant-sized and the world is bigger that's what it felt sure. like hitting there dude have that imagine facing glass can't now say i've there, had that like, dream but i i got well, have a little parsay before you go to bed and <laughs> those and are the dreams you'll have you'll be an yeah. ant I will have some where they're dreams and I'm hitting and it's like the guy is literally throwing from 
like 30 feet away. And I'm like, dude, I don't know how I'm going to be. Why am I, why am I not surprised that Zach has dreams about hitting? (laughs) I don't know if I've got right on top of him. (laughs) It is what it is, man. Guy loves the game. He lives and breathes it. When you, when you fall asleep, do you ever have the dream that a ball takes a bad hop, hits you right in the face? Come on. Why are you putting that all the time? Those hands don't sleep. I don't even play the infield anymore. And like, I'll be on a plane, like nodding off and it's a ground ball hits me in the face. Horrible. That's funny. Tom, for our 150th episode, we need between two and three fan questions, depending on their quality. The number one question we got, a lot of different people asking in a lot of different ways, so I'm not going to credit anyone. A lot of people don't want to know what's going on with Dakota. Dakota, floor is yours. I did get tagged in multiple tweets, and I was like, wow, people care about me. That's pretty nice. Uh, But, yeah, really – not much is going on pretty much just sitting and waiting and throwing and working out and staying ready. But uh, that teams, cause I know teams are listening. He's a free agent. He's ready. I'm waiting for Zach to pull some strings with the tigers for me, but I don't know if he's got that kind of pull yet. So I'm going to have him. To talk- make, I'm trying to, trying to pull my own strings first. Bro. I'm going to have Sorry. him talk to Miggy and see if Miggy can uh, speak to Scott Harris and get me out there. So we'll see what happens, but yeah, not much going on right now. Just kind of waiting. Well, I'm glad the people will be glad to know that. A lot of golf questions. I got a couple here. I'm going to fire them off quickly. Would you rather play a round at Augusta by yourself or a round with Tiger Woods at a municipal course? That's from Chris LaRue. I've heard that question before. Honestly, I'm choosing Augusta. I'm also choosing Augusta. As much as I'd love to play with Tiger, Augusta is one of those. Like, Why would I want to play Tiger and get my ass kicked? Especially at a Muni. I'm like, I can go play. A bit. Like, it'd be sick. Like, I'd rather just do, like, a meet and greet with Tiger. And then I guess, though, he would teach me some things out there. And he'd probably make me pretty good pretty fast. I, I think you got to choose Augusta. Like, I still, is. yeah, I think I got to go Augusta. Tiger, I'm sure you're a great guy. But here's another one. How are you guys able to keep your golf swing and your baseball swing separate during the season? Easy for me. I don't have a baseball swing. You two take the floor. Uh. I, I've been doing them both for so long. I just don't think there's any crossover. And I think if there is crossover, it's like there's parts of the lower body movement or there's parts of the lower body movement that actually are similar. So I, I wouldn't say very, I usually hit homers. Very day, similar. So. Would you say if anything, Ian, you get mad that your baseball swing messes up your golf swing, not the other way around? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. If anything, you'd rather keep that golf swing intact. Yeah. If anything, when I start actually like going through the season and spring training, like my golf goes backwards. Yeah. That like, I mean, the golf swing starts on the ground up and so does the baseball swing. Like it's just not moving and it's on the ground. It's a very, it's just, it's a different plane. It's very similar yep. though. Similar move, different plane. But that All is right. always the theory growing up. Like, coaches are always yeah, like i don't want you golfing during the season like it'll mess up your swing i'm like i don't know about that two more questions this one from david uh he's got a very hard last time a name apologies to david i'm not gonna even try it uh what is the biggest thing baseball fans don't understand about baseball or what's the biggest things fans don't understand about playing baseball at the professional level figured you guys would have a fun time with this one that's deep. Hmm. i don't have enough time for it thanks for the question david can you repeat the first part sure what is the biggest thing fans don't understand about baseball or what's the biggest thing fans don't understand about playing baseball at the professional level? Can I connect about the, you know, the shift beaters, how they were like, Oh, why don't you just let it travel? You know, we've, we've had this, we've had this conversation plenty, plenty of time. Like, Oh, why don't you just let it travel and beat the shift? Yeah, I get it. I understand. 
there's nobody on that side. There's literally, you can bunt, you can do whatever. Okay. So say we bunt, right? Okay. We get a base hit. We got a guy in first, like you st- and if you're trying to play beat the shift, you have to hit three singles to score two or three singles to score. Like it's, and it's hard to do that. These guys are throwing a hundred, some of the best, like, again, Ian, I know you have them blocked, but go to pitching ninja and look at those pitches and let me know if you just want to have a little shift beater, you know, let He's it travel still blocked. He's right. gone. You know, like it's hard. We like practice it in the cage. Like you're hitting machine and like you hit one the other way. Everybody, everybody's joking like, Oh, shift beater. Like it's hard to do that twice off a machine where, you know, it's going like, yeah, I understand there's guys who can really control the barrel, but I can guarantee you a lot of those guys are not going up there saying, Oh, I'm going to beat the shift this AB. It's going to happen. Dakota, would you like to go? I was, I didn't really have much. I was going to say basically similar to what Zach said. I guess like fans don't realize how hard sometimes it is to hit. Like I don't hit, but like, I don't think fans realize how like impossible it really is. And that sounds super like simple, but it really is 10 times harder than they even imagine. I remember the first time I stood behind a, a pitcher throwing a bullpen. And this was when I was working summer balls. So this was a summer collegiate pitcher. Yeah. I was probably only topping out at like 91, but it was the first time I'd saw anything like that. And, and you stand, I was standing five feet behind the catcher and, and that's the first time when you see that you're like, I don't know how anyone could ever do this. Like that's I just the, think, and the ball is just by you. And it's like, this is the most, this is the hardest thing to do in sports. Exactly. People don't realize how little time you have to react on what pitch is coming. Like you're like, Oh, that looks like a fastball the whole way. And then all of a sudden it darts eight inches out the other way. It's a slider. Like it's literally impossible. Yeah. I think my, my, my couple were going to be how just challenging the game is. Um, I think the other two things, one was going to be just how mentally taxing it is, how, how challenging it is to get through 162 games and like to keep your sanity intact for all of it and how much people care, you know, how much like baseball players care about what they're doing and the amount of time and effort and energy that's been put into it over the course of, you know, 20 to 30 years, um, just to do the one thing that like they get to watch us do. And the other thing was how athletic baseball players are. Like if like, oh, the, yeah. like baseball players, some pitchers, but the, like baseball players are so damn athletic and so good at so many things. Uh, and that like, that's always something that's amazed me about just like the general group. You have guys that aren't, but. Like what you were saying about like guys, how much they care and stuff. It's like in full swing that golf documentary, like Brooks Kepka was like, that was like the first time, you know, somebody like that big of a name has really come out and has been like, bro, like I'm doing feels all the time. Like I'm lost. I'm, I'm never going to get it back again. Like, how do you think that feels as a hitter when you go through that monthly? Like there's times where you're like for a week, you're like, bro, I have no idea what I'm doing. And like that hasn't, you know, people throughout and like in the baseball world, we say it all the time, you know, like you hear people do it, but somebody like Brooks Kepler, who's won multiple majors, you know, just that high of level of a player and an athlete. Like, what do you think baseball is like? It's way more failure. It's guys like, like me, you know, just like nonstop thinking about it, trying to find a little feel and it, it's nonstop. It is always nonstop conversation. I was talking to one of my buddies I was playing golf with the other day. Uh, and he played professionally for a number of years and he was saying 
I Wait, just baseball hit, or golf that, professionally? Sorry. Golf. Golf. golf okay. And I just hit uh, the homer the day before, and he was like, what feels better? Like, I think I flushed a six iron or something, hit it really tight. Huh. And he was like, what, what else is new? What feels better, you know, hitting like flushing a golf shot or homer? I'm like, think about it this way. If you hit six, if you had 650 golf swings, which is more like you get a thousand swings in a season, call it 650 at bats. So you say you get a thousand swings, probably more than that, but we'll just say roughly. If you have a unbelievable season, you'll hit 30 pumps. If you have an unbelievable season, you'll hit 60, you'll have 60 extra base hits. You'll flush. And now some of those will be shit. So you'll flush 60 balls between like laser singles and, uh, and like doubles and triples, right. That are just flushed. Mm Mm-hmm. 60 out of a thousand is what we're talking about here. I'm going to take the other swings. Half of them stink. Yeah. Half of them, like I whiffed. We're talking about 60 flush balls out of a thousand plus swings. You'll probably have 60 flush balls and over a hundred. Like I was fooled. That was a terrible swing. Yeah. Like, and you like have way more terrible swings than hitting, you know, really good ones. Way more. Hitting is the hardest thing to do in the world. And it's like somebody hits a homer. Let them celebrate that shit. It's fucking hard, bro. It feels so good when you homer. It's the hardest thing in sports to do. You feel nothing. You literally yeah. feel like on air. Like the yeah. three seconds that it's in the air and you're watching it, you're just like, I want to I want to bottle this up right now. Like yeah. this is I I got it. I got it. And, and there's times where you flush a ball like that and it goes right to somebody and somebody catches it. They make a diving play. Imagine yep. if you flushed a six iron and somebody came out of the bunker and whacked it with a tennis racket into the woods. Like, fuck you. Sorry. That's a penalty. You're out. Yeah. You're done. That's that was my that was my comp to uh, you know, he was like, he was like, I I would quit the game. He's like, I I would I would not do that. I wouldn't play a game like that. Said, yeah, that's what we're doing out here. What we chose. Yeah. All right. Last question. This one says Zach Short has a one dot. 180 OPS. This no wait, wrong question. Sorry, Zach's just killing it. Oops. Oops. Tom Ashley says that Zach leads all Tigers infielders more than 20 plate appearances in OPS. So let's go. Three rakes. Uh, this one says for everyone, even Tom. I'm glad that they included me. Even Tom, Uh, you're one A. It's all one big you're one of us, man. We're one team. This says, uh, when you first started the compound, where did you think you would go? And now, after 150 episodes, what is your best compound memory? I do remember. People ask me all the time, like, how did we start? And I think back to our first couple episodes where we literally would huddle around one mic and it'd be four of us and we'd, like, raise our hand to each other like we were about to talk because we had one mic for four of us to where we are now. And I was like, wow. We, actually we weren't kinda, even we weren't we even kinda, listening to the questions being answered. We were just like trying to figure out who's who's going next. I was they're so done, they're much done more, talking like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, like early on, I was so nervous, to like interview people like we'd like prepare questions and like write stuff down and do all this research. And now we kind of go with the flow. But yeah, I mean, it's it's so crazy we're, where we're it's going backwards to. in terms of our preparation here. But like, but we don't. That need was a good answer. No, no, no. Thanks for telling the people that one. But I'm saying we don't need to anymore. Like I did it more because I was just nervous. I was like, I'm gonna have nothing to say. Like, what am I gonna do if I don't have stuff written down? I'm just not gonna talk. Like, I don't know. We had we had a great interview early on. I can't remember who it was with, where Dakota literally came in and said, "I got nothing. I got nothing. I'm not gonna talk the whole episode." 
and I did, and I probably didn't. I probably like chimed in here or there, but like there are times where I'm like, I, I don't even know. I don't know what I'll say to this person. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm nervous. That's funny. I I can't say that I foresaw us getting to 150 episodes. Um, but I'm trying to think of trying to think but it's pretty cool that we have gotten here and been able to do it for this long and that tom is now a part of this thing and making our lives easier he has saved ian's we would not be here without tom no. because ian would still be editing and i he we would have quit by now there's no oh, way yeah. we long time ago long time ago so tom has saved my sanity and saved this show uh my, I th- I'm trying to think of my favorite tech. Do you have something before we all yeah, try to give I, our favorite I memory? I think it's just, you know, what we're dealing with, not dealing with, like what we get now, like when we go to games and people say stuff where it's like, again, this started as a Chicago thing. And like, you know, I'm playing in somewhere else and, you know, somebody randomly will say like, hey, love the podcast. And it's just like, what? You know, That's like almost- we look at it. We look at it sometimes as like a, a hassle to find a time to do it. It's just like, oh, my God, we have to move it back a few days or like, fuck, I got it. You know, I'm, I'm running around all day. I have to go talk for an hour or whatever. But it's like people actually care and they listen so much like religiously. Like, it's awesome. That's one of the coolest things. Like you were saying, like at first it started like as like a Cubs podcast. And it is sick to see like fans of not the Cubs still listen and like love it. Yeah. Yeah. There's teammates that the guys that I just like Haas asked me about the podcast at one point and like that just like teammates that have come over and like think that it's cool that we do it. Like I, I appreciate that because very easy for guys to just be like, the fuck are you doing with the podcast and to appreciate like that part of it. Um, I think it helps too, that we have a wide range. Like we have Ian, like an established big leader, gold glover, all-star, we have Zach, who's got what, 200 at bats and then two, 300. Yeah, like, like know. you know, like working his way into a regular big leaguer and then me still trying to make it there. So, like, we have, like, a good variety of guys through their baseball careers. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of a favorite moment. I, I think the one that I think back on now, I don't know if it's favorite, but it's very unique is we, when we interviewed Piven, we mm-hmm. interviewed Jeremy Piven and we couldn't get the, the Zencaster, which was the software we we're using to work. So we called him and put him on speakerphone and held the microphone upside down to, yeah. Listen to the, to the quality. Listen to the audio quality. I'll make you throw up. Um, we, the first thing I'm doing when we hang up is I'm going to listen to this episode. Oh, Tom. We held was, the phone like upside down to the mic like this, basically, yeah. for an hour and a half uh, to get the episode. It was actually a very easy edit because I didn't have to go back and do anything. It was just one piece audio. It was great. Uh, but that that's one that like really sticks in my head as far as like the difference between then and now. My my coolest one was still Jake Johnson, Nick from New Girl, because he was the biggest one that we didn't do like Zooms back then. Like, so it was just over the phone. But like when he started talking, that was the coolest one to me. That was like, holy shit, like that's this person. And he's talking to us right now. Like, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Zach? Yeah. I agree I'm with you. Well, what's your what's your favorite? I what? told you. What do you mean? What are you watching videos on your phone? What's going on? Where did you I see told you my favorite. Your favorite as well? What was your, who's favorite? your favorite? I told you it was. What was it? Wait, <laughs> he doesn't who, even remember. Who's, who's on first? Are we talking? We're still talking about the fate, like the favorite part. 
favorite. Yeah, what was your? Yeah, favorite we're trying night? to have a nice moment over here. We're still yeah. talking about. Yeah, I we're told trying you. to have a nice moment. I told you. Oh, I said, you said of other pe- other teams. Yeah, like so, other oh, okay. people. Yeah, like okay. other, like during the game, yelling at me. What the okay. fuck? Okay, sorry. <laughs> Tom, do you have a favorite moment? Am I dreaming right now? Did I not? <laughs> Are say we this? dreaming? I'm still confused. I, I, I thought you. So you guys, about, like, you're the, the ones who didn't listen to me. Now you guys didn't. Then you're saying that that's your. What's your favorite moment? The fact that. Yeah, the fact that every game we're on different teams. Somebody said your favorite moment of the compound podcast doesn't make any sense, Tom. Uh, I I had a couple, but the one that I think stood out to me was last year when I graduated from grad school. Ian Gate like just did that unannounced on the pod, just kind of mentioned it at the end, and that meant a lot to me. The other two that kind of stood out were the first mailbag I did with you guys actually was on my birthday, and that was. We didn't, we kind of all didn't really know each other yet. And that was kind of the first time I'd ever really been on air with you guys. And it went pretty well. And that was like the first time I was like, all right, this is like, I think this can work like long term. And then the other one that just came to mind was when we were talking to Vado and I got to tell him uh, one of his former teammates, Scott Rowland, and made the Hall of Fame. Like that's, that's yeah, that that's was really like really cool. Like the fact that I got to tell him that, like that's, that's something that I'll, I'll have for the rest of my life. So really cool. I'm really thankful to be a part of the pod and it's my favorite part of every week. So I'm just really glad to do this every oh, week. Oh yeah. So We're thankful for you, Tom. So Ian and Dakota, do you guys want to go? You guys we, want to tell we already went. We said what? our favorite moments. They said real moments. You just you should Yeah, I mean that is that every moment that they said like again, my girlfriend's sitting at a game yesterday and a fan turning around saying, I listen like every well, week. That would be I'm, an actual moment. That would have actually been a moment. There you go. We got it. We got his moment. There it is. We're good. Get your screen times for the people. My favorite moment is every week when we can make Zach upset. I mean, I'm going to see our friends at I'm going to see our friends at Sloan tonight. Actually, Sloan is the world's leading manufacturer of commercial plumbing systems. Companies at the forefront of the green building movement, providing smart, sustainable and hygienic restroom solutions by manufacturing water efficient products such as Flushometers, ever heard of it? Love it. Faucets, sinks, soap dispensers, fixtures for commercial, industrial, and institutional markets worldwide. Visit Sloan.com to learn more. What are our screen times, friends? I think I might win today. I, I had a tough I had a tough one today. We were off. Yeah, I didn't, 530, I don't really... 534 for me. Wow, 537. Oh, 534 was mine. See, but mine's always tough because I have nothing in the morning. So I stay up till like one o'clock and then from midnight to one o'clock is me just on my phone. So I always have an hour into the next day, but I'm not, gonna I, make, I I'm on, not here to make excuses. I was on YouTube watching Aaron Rodgers just say he wants he's playing for the Jets. Uh, three hours, 30 minutes. Oh, Tom, you good about it. I, I got 251, but I have quite an advantage over here. God damn it's it. not. It's not fair. Tom, I mean, it's not fair. Tom, 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 two hours behind us. Tom, uh, you win. Is it three now? Three. I'm three hours behind you. Guys. Oh, Tom, you win. Yeah, Tom. 90, oh, but Tom, sure. you deserve. Thank you. You deserve the win there. Uh, can Can I just say I when when we tweeted this out the first time when we did the stream time presented by Sloan, I love Sloan, you love Sloan, and when we did that, they. The, P- the number of people that called you out, Dakota, for having the white background for not having dark mode on your phone was hilarious. I don't yeah. get that. It's a crazy. It's a crazy move for me to be white. For no, you to not no, have the dark no, mode on no, you. Not, not <laughs> for you. We're keeping this in, by the way, Tom. This is funny. That's not. And come on, everybody. Roll for up. you. 
for you to shit. have the not have the dark mode on your phone and to just be stare like when you <laughs> look at your phone your eyeballs just get like seared in the back of your head how do you look at the bright so, screen all day here's my thing i've done both i've had dark background i've had the light background i've done them both I just like the way the light background pops a little more. Like, I feel like my screen just pops a little more in my face. I do agree. In like the mornings, it kind of hurts the eyes to open the phone. <laughs> Maybe that should teach me not to look at my phone right when I wake up. Maybe touch some grass, experience life a little more. But I don't know. I, I go back and forth. Like, I switch mine all the time. I just kind of like the way it looks a little better. I think it's a little brighter. Brightens my day. You know? Bad for your eyes, man. We'll see. We'll it see is. how the people feel about that strategy. For we you. need it, Tom. Can we do a poll and just have people say if they do light mode or dark mode on their phone? Yes, please, we Tom. Can. Yeah, I think you're gonna lose, and you think you're. Oh, gonna I lose. I think I'll yes. lose. I'm just. I would love to. to I would love for him to lose. Extreme. I think I'll definitely lose. Can I we think, back to but, that Apple Maps and go, like? We got guys with outdated arguments. What are we doing? No, but what made me mad was how many people did like ways and like other apps. I'm like, come on, like you're trying too hard if you got to go download an app. You guys can't no even free, close no free your ads, phone, but bro. We all know Google Maps is superior. It's not. Uh, that's episode 150 of the Compound Podcast presented by Parse Rum. Go to your local Benny's Total Wine. Ask for Parse. We'll see you next week. Do you guys like my uh, jacket? It has uh, it has the Chicago skyline on it. See? Chicago. That's see? actually pretty sick. See? I'm going to be honest. That's pretty, pretty cool. cool. I think I'm a large in those. Shout out, crazy. You're a Detroit guy. We'll get you one with Detroit in the background. Well, I like Chicago. Hey, good point. They're probably going to make one. They're a Detroit company. Yeah, right downtown. Episode 150, Compound Podcast, presented by Parcel Rump. See you next week.